Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. Have you ever felt like religion has complicated your life? Have you ever felt like you're struggling to check all the boxes to make sure you're doing everything you need to do in order to maintain good standing with God? Or perhaps checking all the boxes to make sure you fit in at church, or perhaps you're doing this to fit in at work, whatever. Well, if that describes you or perhaps some things you think about, I've got great news for you today. Our guest today has had those same thoughts. She struggled to belong, to keep God happy while at the same time squeezing herself in the expectations of what others wanted from her. Emily Lewis is a wife, mom, kids minister, speaker, worthiness coach who is now confidently living the life she knows God has meant for her. Amen. Emily is also the host of the Abundant Grace podcast, which is about life coaching for Christians, helping you to own your worth and rest in your God-given identity and live with confidence. Amen. Help me welcome to the program. Emily Lewis. Emily, it is so good to have you with us today. I do appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I'm excited to visit with you. Amen. Now, the first question I always start with is this. Other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Emily Lewis? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so on an identity level, God has asked me to be the hands and feet of Jesus. That's my personal assignment. Um, and as I'm sure we'll talk about in my story, um, he has helped me let go of the motivations of fear and guilt and shame and be motivated by his love. And that love fills me up. And then I have enough to share and to give and to be the hands and feet of Jesus, tangibly showing people that they're loved and worthy in this world. Amen. Amen. Let's go back way back to the beginning a little bit. I mean, you shared that you grew up in a cult-like church. Can you explain that for us? Things like, you know, how you got involved with the church, as well as some of the things you described? Sure. So um, I'm the classic joke that I was born in the nursery. So that's where I was raised. <laughs> uh, that's how I got involved. And <laughs> it was the environment was... Um, led by one charismatic leader, as we know, like cults often are. And there was the list of things that you should follow to be in good with the group, to be accepted. Um, things like beliefs and the way you dressed and the way you um, celebrated different holidays or didn't. And um, one of the markers of a cult-like environment is, is as long as you're agreeing, you're in. And if you don't, you're out. Mm. And, but this was framed as just, this is what to believe if you want to be right. This is what you want to believe if you want God to accept you and like you. And I am an, I'm an achiever. 
So you give me a list and I'm going to try my best to, to meet it. So there's a little bit of nature and nurture working um, there to put me in this spot of wanting to work really hard and perform for love and perform to feel valued and um, valuable, worth loving and worth accepting. Um, So I spent, like I said, all that time just trying to fit in and trying to make sure I was okay with myself, that I could somehow try to get to the place where I had peace inside. Um, even though, even though I was going to church and I was part of a community and I knew who Jesus was, um, it definitely wasn't personal. Mm. And I was so afraid of God. My biggest fear, some people's fear is that God is going to, you know, lightning bolts from heaven. I'm going to have so many, yeah, so many consequences, or I'm going to get in a car accident if I don't do what God wants me to do for me. I was just terrified that God was going to walk away. Mm. Um, One definition I've heard of religious trauma is someone handing you an inner critic and telling you that it's God's voice. And that's how I felt. I felt like the Holy Spirit was so condemning and so harsh. Um, But that that was the way I was taught to view God rather than um, who he actually is. How long did it take you to break free, so to speak, from this group, especially after you found out the truth of God's perspective on things? Yeah, it took me a couple of years after I started asking questions. Um, I was basically gifted a faith crisis. Something major had to happen in order for me to be willing to ask hard questions and consider that maybe something else might be true. Because when when you're bought in and you're all in on something, the truth is scary. And it's scary because we might have to admit we're wrong. And if getting it right is the answer, which it's not, following Jesus is the answer. And we don't always have to get it right or do it all, spoiler. But we, when we have to get it right and we feel like that is a motivation for us asking questions and risking being wrong is really scary. But I started asking those questions and found that God wasn't afraid of them. And I was surprised. The people were around me were afraid of them, but I began to experience God's unconditional love in a way I had never before because I believed that God loved me because I was supposed to believe that God loved me. Amen. It was in the Bible. Yeah. But Amen. and when I stopped performing and began to understand his grace and his love that really was unconditional, then I could learn to receive his love so it wasn't something I was trying to earn and could experience um close um personal relationship. Yeah. Amen. Did you have to walk away from the group or did they just boot you out or how'd that work? (laughs) A little bit of both. So as my husband and I were so excited to be learning about grace and relationship with God, that was so freeing. We didn't have to work for acceptance. We already were accepted. Um, We were helping with the youth group at the time. So we started telling the teenagers about this. 
so naively thinking that everyone else would be very excited to hear all of this stuff we were learning and they were not. So got ourselves into a little bit of trouble and then it just became clear that it was time for us to move on for the sake of our girls and for the sake of our own health. And we had to shut the door behind us by explaining that we disagreed. And then we were given the boot. (laughs) Yeah. Amen. Amen. Can you explain the healing process after enduring something like what you experienced and, and how that influences what you help Christians with today? Mm. So there's three relationships that we all have our relationship with God, our relationship with ourself and our relationship with others. So there's been a process on each healing, um, each, um, of those relationships. And it started with relationship with God. And I like to think in terms of Philippians four, eight, And for some reason, I never quote it correctly, but the gist of the verse is that um, we are encouraged to think on things that are lovely, that are a good report, that are pure. And that is my filter for who God is. Is this pure? Is this good? Is this right? Does this fit with the fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace? And what we're doing there is getting back to the character of who God is. Does this measure, does this match who God is? And if my experience doesn't, then I can <clears throat> then I can say, okay, God, there's an inconsistency here. It feels like you let me down. It feels like you weren't there. It feels like you were harsh. It feels like you were distant. And we can have honest conversations with God about our experiences because um, I so many Christians were just being proper with God and we're missing a real connection to him because we're focused so much on what we are should be feeling. If we were just having a little bit more faith or we have this idea of what our faith is supposed to look like and we forget to be honest with him. So the process with God is having a filter of his character and then being honest with him. And then we have to untangle the narratives we've been told about ourselves because a lot of us have been taught that we are just horrible and awful and how in the world would God save you kind of guilt trip uh, perspective on salvation rather than God saw fit to love you so much that he sent his son to rescue you. It's a completely different dynamic. Um, So healing first, our relationship with God, and then our relationship with ourselves. And when we can learn to receive God's love for ourselves and stop projecting um, judgment that we are afraid it might be true about us, that shame that we're afraid might be true. Maybe I really am less than because I did X, Y, and Z. When we can heal those parts of ourselves, then we can learn to heal our relationship and our connection to other people. And I will say for me, that has been the most challenging part. Relearning how to trust people after you've been hurt and after you've been used is very challenging. And I wish I knew who originally said this. I'm sure many have, but when something is hurt in community, it has to be healed in community. 
we, it requires community care and that requires another level of vulnerability and willing to try to try people to see if they're going to be trustworthy, if they're going to love you well. So that's part of, part of that process. Um, and it goes back to relationship with God in kind of a full circle as we learn to let people in and in safe spaces, tell our stories and in safe spaces, share our vulnerabilities. Um, we are opening ourselves up for love from other people that is flowing from God, um, which is that, that full circle. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I know you share that it's important that we just rest and stop trying to prove yourself. Explain that for us. Mm. Yeah. So I like to talk about um, the performance hamster wheel. I don't know what that (laughs) brings up for you, but I think we resonate with that term because we know what it's like to just be running and running and running and trying to get somewhere. But when we feel insecure about something, we sometimes resort to just trying to prove that it's not true about us. Like, I'm going to prove that I can do this. I'm going to prove so-and-so wrong. I'm going to prove to myself that I can make this. And we work really hard to silence our inner critic or to outwork our inner critic. Like maybe this insecurity won't play as big of a role in my life if I just work really hard. So that works for us. Sometimes it actually works where we are able to beat the um, insecurities or the doubts ourselves. And it only works temporarily though, until we're triggered. Um, It's not working anymore. We can't sustain the pace that we're on. Maybe we're headed towards burnout. And then um, if we like, if you think of circling down to the bottom of this hamster wheel in your mind, then we get down to defeat where we stop taking action. And it's just this perpetual cycle of defeat. And then I'm going to just try harder. I'm going to get a better routine. You know, you can think of this in terms of exercise, or I'm just going to try harder. I'm going to get a a different um, approach and maybe it'll all work if I just tried harder. So we have to break this cycle. If we want off of the performance hamster wheel, we're going to have to stop and rest. And one of the ways that we can do that is by stopping doing something that might be good, but is not serving us in this season. Um, And it's scary for us to think of letting go of some of the good things. But if we're finding our worth and our value in them, they're not serving us well, and they can keep us trying to prove something. Um, So we have to get off that performance hamster wheel, sometimes just by stopping and resting. And then we can begin to reshape the beliefs that are influencing us um, to keep going. Because if we have a limiting belief that my worth and my value is found in what I produce or what I achieve or what I contribute, um, we have to break an agreement with that and create a new belief. We have to create a new foundation. And the belief is probably already there for you in scripture. And you can take that and make it your own and let God illuminate 
what he wants you to be laying as your foundation for your action. Um, So who God is and who we are, those two pieces have to be the foundation for everything else. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we read scripture as what did other people do? What am I supposed to be doing? How did they act in that story? What should I be doing? And we're just going and doing and hustling. And instead, who is God and who am I? And then that inspires action. We can't get the cart before the horse. And rest is such an important way for us to stop. Um, And then we can learn to, we don't have anything to prove because we're already accepted and approved of by God. Amen. Rest in the Lord because he's already accomplished the victory. Amen. (laughs) Exactly. Do you sometimes still hear that inner voice trying to give you the negative self-talk? And and how do you share with, do you, and how do you share with others ways to shut down that negative self-talk? Yeah, absolutely. I think there was a a season where I thought, I have to beat this inner voice if I'm going to teach on this. (laughs) And it's just not true. Uh, sometimes it just feels like that, that inner critic wakes up before I do. Like it's the first thought in the morning and I like, wow, you sure failed. And whether that's my own inner thoughts or the thoughts of the enemy trying to keep us um, stuck because he is the accuser of the brethren. Uh, but it does, it feels like that those critical thoughts of you're so dumb, you'll never figure this out. Who do you think you are for doing that? And some days we look at that and we go, excuse me? Like, who are you talking to? Like, why would you talk to me like that? And we have this little inner dialogue going on. And other days what happens is we go, oh, maybe that's true. Maybe that's right. Maybe I won't ever figure this out. Who am I to be doing? Yeah, maybe you're right. And it's those days that we need help. We need to be able to pull out of that. And there's a few different ways that I like to use for that. One is affirmations and declarations. If we have an established thought pattern or established belief, we can come at that with truth from truth from God's word, truth that he has shown us and be speaking towards that. So if there's something like, who are you to be doing that? Um, I can go to a list that I already have of truth that says, I'm already approved of by God. I am accepted. I am loved. You are loved just the way that you are, not because of your accomplishments, not because of something that you've achieved. And we can reestablish those beliefs. Um, I heard someone else say that our minds will believe anything we tell it. So what we're feeding our minds matters and whatever loop we're stuck in, don't write any stories about that loop that you're stuck in. You might get six hours into your day before you realize, oh my gosh, I've been listening to this voice. I've been listening to my limits. I've been partnering with lack in this. Don't let that mean something about you. Just recognize the pattern and say, okay, I'm going to go a different direction. I am establishing new beliefs. Um, So affirmations and declarations is one way that I love to do that. And another way I would encourage you to get someone in your life 
whether it's a coach or a mentor that you even pay, or if it's a trusted friend or someone who can be a resource who believes in you and believes in God's mission for you. Because I have had to borrow belief from other people in seasons of my life, and there's nothing wrong with that. We can get this idea that we should have it figured out by now, and we shouldn't need somebody else to encourage us or whatnot, but it's not true. We've been made for community. So find somebody else that on the low days when you're like, man, today just is hard, and I don't know if I'm going to make it, somebody else can say, hey, you've got this. It's just just a day, or it's just a season, and they can come alongside of you. Amen. Amen. And you help others with this through your coaching programs. Share a little bit about your coaching programs with us. Thank you. Yes, I do. So I, what I do is twofold first helping us heal that connection to God or revitalize it and have confidence in who God wants you to be in your connection to him. So not what you should be, but just meeting God right where you're at. So that's the course that I have. And then in one-on-one coaching, I help people get down to these beliefs that are foundational to how they're showing up and um, untwisting the narratives and so that they can decide what they keep and what they don't. And that way they can live as the most confident version of themselves and step into everything God is asking them to, whether or not it matches what they think their life was supposed to be, or if it checks the boxes or fits um, the mold so that they don't second guess themselves the whole time and that they can be um, everything God is asking them to be. Um, without the striving and the performing. So those are, yeah, that's how I serve people right now. Amen. And you also have a podcast, the Abundant Grace Podcast. How long have you been podcasting now? I've been podcasting for almost three years now. Amen. Amen. I know you, I noticed that you have over 200 episodes. Congratulations. Uh, Share a little bit about your podcast. Yeah. So the podcast is to equip and encourage Christians to um, have that unique relationship with God. It doesn't have to look like what so-and-so's does. You don't have to compare yourself. You don't have to measure up. Who you are is enough. God didn't make a mistake when he made you. Amen. And I love that reminder. You're unique and special. And how can you harness those gifts and um, be confident and rest. So those are some of the themes on the podcast as well. Um, and I love, I know, you know, I know that you love radio as well. Being able to uh, minister in this way is such a gift. It is. It really is. You know, I share with people that out of the entire time span of human existence from Adam and Eve to now, God had already pre-planned he needed you alive at this point in time in history for a purpose. And that's what we need to find is our purpose to fulfill his purpose for our life. You know, it, you know, I, I, you know I, I'm guilty of this too. So I'm like, man, I wish I was alive back in the Wild West days, and, you know, stuff like that, right? But he didn't need us then. He needs us here now. The people that were alive back then were the ones he needed there. You know, but he mm-hmm. needs you wherever yeah. you're at right now. You know, say, well, I, mm-hmm. I'm living in such and such place and there's nothing happening here for God. Well, guess what? That's why you're there. <laughs> Get it fired off. You know, amen. Praise yeah. the Lord. Now, since you've been podcasting, 
What have you learned while producing your podcast that's inspired you the most? Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. So what has inspired me the most in podcasting? Um, I think this is, uh, I think this thought must be from God. I don't know if I've thought in this term before, but I love that God is working in spaces that I don't know he's working. Amen. And Amen. Um, he is allowing me to partner with him to minister to people whom I've never met. And that is incredible um, that he can take a vehicle like two people talking over Zoom <laughs> into Amen. microphones Amen. and minister to people um, that that need it right where they're at. And that is really powerful. So boiling that down into a little bit more practical is that I'm speaking to a human being. I'm speaking to people. And sometimes when you're sitting behind your microphone and you're recording again, it can feel like you're just sitting in your office talking to your computer, but you're talking to other human beings made in the image of God. And when they need to hear what God put on your heart, he's going to put it in their path. And that's really incredible. Amen. Amen. I've had, you know, when I started all this way back when, uh, I was talking to, I mean, I'm talking, you know, some major men. If I mentioned their names, everybody would know who I was talking about. But I had the opportunity to, to meet with these ministers of God, explaining what we were doing and all that. And all three, almost verbatim, gave me this inspirational quote of what they said. And it's fired me up and kept me going for now 12 years, going on 13 years. They said, you are impacting so many people with what you're doing. You won't know who you impacted until you get to heaven and they line up to thank you, you know, because mm-hmm. you're never going to meet them. In most cases, I've been to a couple of conferences and stuff. That hey, you're Pastor Bob from YouTube and stuff. You know, that's really fun when they do that, you know, but 99.99999% of the time, that is not going to happen. So just know that I'm where God wants me right now is all I need to know. Amen. Amen. Emily, this has been so interesting. If someone wanted to reach out to you for more information or to find out about your coaching programs, to ask a question, maybe do an interview such as this, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? Yeah. So my website is Emily K Lewis. That's Emily, the letter K L O U I S.com. Check out my work there. You can connect with me. I'm also active on Instagram. So that's emily.abundantgrace, the same name as my podcast. Um, so I would love to personally connect with you. So send me a DM and I'll chat back and forth with you too. Amen. Amen. I'll put links to all this in the show notes below. Folks, I talk to people all the time, podcasters, influencers, business leaders, et cetera. You'd be surprised to know the number of times I'm told similar stories about quote unquote religion. Sometimes that word just seems to be like fingernails on a chalkboard. Amen. Don't shut me down when I'm preaching good. You know what I'm talking about. But Emily has not only lived that life, she not only broke free from that life with God's help, but now she's fulfilling her calling to help others, to help you break free from whatever is holding you back as well. Amen. Aren't you drop down the show notes, click the links right there to get in touch with Emily Lewis right now, right now, while you're thinking about it, don't try to put it off or the devil's going to start talking to you about, well, this isn't for you. What? 
Yes, that's what Emily has been sharing with us. Don't listen to that voice. Don't listen to that devil. Amen. Listen to the Holy Spirit of the Most High God who's been speaking to you today through Emily Lewis. Amen. Drop down the show notes. Click the links right there to get in touch with Emily. Ask for more information. And be sure to subscribe to her podcast while you're there in the show notes. Amen. At least listen to three or four episodes and see if what Brother Bob's telling you right now is true. She is anointed to share this information. Emily, it has been such a blessing having you on the program today and sharing all about your journey, your victory, and and all that you're doing for the body of Christ. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Amen. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Emily Lewis and myself, this Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcasts. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.